begin today at the Mishnah on Dav Chavdalar Amit Beis. This Mishnah is a continuation explaining the halachas of the Shoyer, that's Mazik. These Mishnahis of this Patek are all a continuation of the different details about a Shoyer that is Mazik that was mentioned in the first Patek in a Mishnah on Dav Chavdalar Amit Beis where it spoke about the details. And here in this Patek it explains each Mishnah, one of the details mentioned there. Zok Teilige Mishnah. Shoyer HaMazik Bereshus HaNizik. A Shoyer that is mazik, but the, the hezik, the damage is taking place in the property of the nizik, keitzat. So what's the halacha here? This was mentioned earlier. What, what is the damage that happens and what's the halacha? What, what do you pay for this? It says the Mishnah Nogach, if it gored, Nogach, if it uh, pushed with its body in a wild way, similar to when it gores, or Noshach, it bit also wildly, Rovatz, it lay down, but it kicked, if all this happened in Rishusarabim, then Mishalim Chatsi Nezek. So then the first three times you pay half a pay. It's a, this is an animal that's wild, and the first three times it's a tam. If this takes place in the property of the Nizik, so here there's a machlaikis. Raptarfen says that then it's different. Then you pay Nezek Shalim, you pay full pay. Chachamim say no, the halacha remains the same, only Chatsi Nezek. You still only pay half pay. So Rav Tarfin says to the Chachamim, here there's the following Kalvachimer to prove that in the Rishus of the Nizik you pay Nezak Shalim. If when it comes to a place where the Taita is lenient regarding the pay for Shane and Regal, when the animal eats regularly or just steps and tramples regularly, that's in the Rishus Arabim. So over there the Taita was lenient about this. Shuhu Potter. And they have a day you for for paying for any of that. But nevertheless, when it comes to the property of the Nizik, here the Torah is stringent regarding Shein Viregel, L'Shalem, Nezik Shalem, that you have to pay full pay for this kind of damage. Now if so, if it comes to a place where the Torah is stringent, and that's regarding the Keren in the Rishus Arabim, when an animal gores with its horns in the Rishus Arabim, so it has to pay over there, Chatsi Nezek. So we see that when it comes to Keren, the Torah is more stringent than Shein Veregel, which is totally Potter in the Rishus Arabim. So Enidin, most definitely, that we should be more stringent with the Keren in the Rishus of the Nezek, that L'Shalem Nezek Shalem, that it should pay full pay. If Shein Veregel, Pays full pay in Rishus Nizik, even though it's totally potter in the Rishus Arabim. Keren, which pays at least half in the Rishus Arabim, for sure we should be more stringent that it should pay Nezak Shalim in the Rishus Arabim. Now, according to this version of the Kalvachaymer, it basically comes out that we're learning the halacha of the payment of Keren in the Rishus Nizik from the stringency that it has in the Rishus Arabim, that there it pays half more than Shem Viregel, which is totally potter. So on this, Amrulai, the Chachamim said to Rav Tarfin, you can't learn that you should pay full pay for Karen and the Rishus Nizik. Why? We have a rule. Anytime you learn a Kavachaymer, you can't learn a, a halacha that's more stringent than the source from where you're learning it from. So over here, you're learning it from the fact that Karen has the stringency that it pays in the Rishus Arabim. So if so, ma b'rishus arabim nezek. If you're learning it from there, so just like the keren, when it damages in the rishus arabim, it only pays half. Af b'rishus anizik nezek. So if you're learning for the payment in the rishus anizik, so then it should be also the same thing. 
you can't pay, you can't learn to pay more than half chatzinezek. So how are you learning out from this kavachaymer, from the stringency of keren and the rishus and applying it back to keren in a private property that you pay more, that you pay full pay? Okay, so Naptarfu, when he heard this question, so he changed a little bit the version of this kavachaymer. We're not really exactly learning out directly Keren in the Rishos Anizik from Keren in the Rishos Arabim. Rather, the Kavachayim, it's the same, the same details, but the Kavachayim is a little bit restructured. Amar lahem, Mr. Rav Tarfin says to the Chachamim, I'll tell you the Kavachayim as follows. Afani loy odin Keren mi Keren. Okay, so I'm not going to learn out the Kavachayim to learn Keren in the Rishos Anizik from Keren in the Rishos Arabim. We'll learn a little different. Ani odon, I'm going to learn out this Kavachayim Keren mi Regal. The payment of Keren in the Rishus of the Nizik from the payment of Regal, when the Behemoth just tramples with his feet in the Rishus of Nizik. And I'll tell you as follows. If when it comes to a place where the tide is lenient with Shane and Regal, when it damages in the Rishus of Rabin, so there you're totally potter. But still, Hechmer, Hechmer be Keren. So over there in the Rishus of Rabin, it is still stringent with Keren that you have to pay. Full pay, you have to pay a chatzinazik, that is. Mokayim, shehechmer ala shein valaregel, but a shusa nizik. So when it comes over here into the private property of the nizik, where the taita is stringent regarding shein veregel, that you have to pay for this. Ain adin, shenachmer bekeren. Most definitely, you have to be machmer when it comes to keren. So over here, in this kalvachaymer, what we're learning out is, we're saying that if the taita is being stringent with shein veregel, to pay in the shusa nizik, for sure, the Taita would be stringent with Karen to pay in the Rishos Nizik. So, what the basis of the Kabbalah is, because we see that there's a leniency that Shein Veregel has that Karen does not have, and that is, uh, that is in the Rishos Rabim. So, from that leniency, we could learn out that over here, when it comes to the Rishos Nizik, if the Taita is stringent with Shein Veregel that you pay full pay, for sure you should be stringent with Karen that you pay full pay. So, now in this version of the Kabbalah it comes out that we're learning out Karen from Shein Veregel. That if Shein Veregel pays full pay Berishos and Nizik, Karen should pay full pay Berishos and Nizik. So over here, it's, you can't say the same question of Dayoi that it asked before. But nevertheless, the Gemara says the Chachamim still asked the same question. Amrulai, the Chachamim said to Rab Tarfin, Dayoi, Lubam and Adin, Lias Kenidin, you could still ask this question of Dayoi, which is that you can't learn out in a Kavachayim more than the Halacha, this, this source from where you're learning it from. If Keren the Rishos Arabim, the entire stringency of Keren the Rishos Arabim is that it pays only half. After Rishos Anizik Chatzinezek, so in the Rishos Anizik should also pay only the same Chatzinezek. So the reason why the Chachamim are asking this question of Dai over here is even though the Limud is really from Keren, learning you're learning Keren from Shem Veregel, but nevertheless this whole Kabochaimer is only possible because you find a stringency in Keren more than Shein Virego, we're in the Rishos Arabim. So you have to have that element to this Kavachaymer to point out that Keren is more stringent than Shein Virego. So that element of stringency that Keren has more than Shein Virego is only Chatzinizik, that it pays half. So therefore, if you're using that stringency for this Kavachaymer, you can't come to a conclusion that when the animal gores and is mazik in the Rishos Anizik, it should pay more than half, that it should pay Nazik Shaling. So therefore, this is the, here the machlekes between the Chachamim and Abtarfin. Chachamim say that when you have a Kavachaymer, you apply this rule of Dayay, that you can't learn out more than what the source has. And Abtarfin seems to be saying there's no such a thing as Dayay. We don't apply this concept of Dayay, and therefore you could learn from a Kavachaymer even more than the source itself has.
Okay, so the whole next block we're going to be learning today, this is the Sugya of Dayai. We're not going to be learning anything about uh, anything related to Masechta Babakama, but it's going to bring the source of this concept of Dayai and then seeing how it applies in other scenarios. Talk to Gemara. Dayai means enough. You could only learn out what the source has, not more from the source. It's, an, it's enough to learn from what the source has and not to learn out even more than that. It's a simple translation. Says the Gemara, that Abtarfin, Lesle, Daye, could it be that Abtarfin does not hold of this rule of Daye? But this concept of Daye, though, is learned from a Pasik in the Chumash. The Tanya, it says, Nabrai says, follows. Where is the source of the idea that you can learn a Kavachayim? This is a Braise that brings all the Yud Gimumidis, Shatayr and that we say every morning, and one of them is Kavachayim, first one. So over there it says, where do we see Kavachayim in the Taita? Because the Pasuk says, when Miriam, after she spoke Lashon Hara and Moshe Rabbeinu, and Miriam became a Mitzaras, so then Moshe Rabbeinu davened that Miriam should be healed. And the Ebishter says, If her father would spit at her, what would happen? She would be embarrassed by this for seven days. And therefore, most definitely, that if she came and spoke something that, in, that she's going to be embarrassed now by the Shekhinah, that the Ebishter is punishing her, so most definitely, that she would be embarrassed by the Shekhinah, and this embarrassment should last double. Shechin is much greater than just a father, so this embarrassment should last for 14 days. So really, when she became a mitzeras, she should have to have this punishment for 14 days. But why was she not? What happened over there with Miriam? She was not a mitzeras for 14 days, only for 7 days. So over here we apply the rule of Daya to say that if you're learning out that this punishment that she got, she should be embarrassed for, for this. You're learning it from a father that spits, and over there it's seven days. So even though the Shechina is much more, but you can't learn out more than the source. And therefore, the, over here she only had the, the, the Nega, she was a Mitzeras, only for seven days. That's the Pasuk. So you clearly see over here this concept of Dayoi in the source of Kavachaymer in the Torah. So the Tarifan definitely holds of this rule of Dayoi. Says the Gemara, Ki lesle dayoi, when does Rabtarfin not hold of the rule of Dayoi? Heche the Mifrach Kavachaymer. In a case that if you'll apply the rule of Dayoi, it's going to refute the whole entire Kavachaymer. Kavachaymer is a concept of Torah. It's a, one of the modes of Torah, how it teaches us halachas. As we see here in this Pasik, and it's Yav Kavachayma all the time. But there's also the rule of Dayay. Says Raptarfin, usually we don't apply the concept of Dayay. Because if you're going to apply Dayay, so then the whole Kavachayma will fall apart. The only time you apply Dayay is if it does not refute the Kavachayma. Again, when does Reptarfin not all of the concept of Dayay if the Kavachayma will get refuted? But if when you apply Dayay and you're only going to learn out what the source has and not more, and the Kavachayma will not be refuted, so then over here you say Dayay. So he explains regarding the, the source of where Dayay says in the Pasik, Hasam Shiva Sivi. Over there, in this case, regarding the punishment of Miriam, it doesn't even say, we don't even know Bukhlal, that for those seven days she's going to be punished by the Shekhinah. So what's the point of the Kavachaymer that the Ebishter is saying that you learn from the embarrassment from a father? And I see Arbasa. It comes to say that she's being punished by the Shekhinah and therefore that Kavachaymer says that most definitely 
She should get punished, and even more, she should get punished double to be 14 days in Mitzeras. <coughs> That's the Kavachaymer. So over here, Asadaya, over here I apply the concept of Daya, which says you can't learn out more than what the source has. Apik Shiva, Vaiki Shiva. So it takes out seven of the days, and it says that she's only going to be punished for seven days. So that's over there. In the Pasuk, when you apply Dayai, so it doesn't refute the point of the whole Kavachaymet. You still are using the Kavachaymet to learn out for her punishment of seven days. But over here, the Kavachaymet, that we're learning out Keren in the Rishus HaNizik, so we're learning it out from Keren in the Rishus HaRabim. Chatzinezek Ksiv. The fact that if a Keren, the animal damages with its horns, so for that you pay Chatzinezek, that's clear in the Pasuk. You don't need any kavachaymer for this. Vahasa kavachaymer. The whole kavachaymer is coming to say, Vahaisi chatzinezek achrina. It's coming to say that when this damage happens in the Rishul Sanizik, so we see that over here the tide is more stringent, that over here you have to add another half and you pay in Venasanezek Shalim, and therefore you pay full pay. That's what the whole kavachaymer is here for. Idarsh is dayoi. So if you're going to apply the concept of dayoi here, Afrech le kavachaymer, it's going to refute the entire kavachaymer. So therefore, in this case, Rav Tarfin's opinion is, we don't apply Dayai when there's a Kavachaymer, and, and there's nothing to learn from the Kavachaymer if you have the concept of Dayai. Now, but Rabbanon, what did the Rabbanon respond to this? So the Chayr Rav Tarfin's right, you see there in the source of where you learn Dayai in the Pasik, you only apply Dayai in a case where there's something else you could learn out from the Kavachaymer. But the Rabbanon disagree. But Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say, Shiva de Shechina Ksivi. The fact that Miriam will be punished for seven days by the Shechina, that you don't need the Kavachayim, therefore, to learn out from a father embarrassing, that the Pasuk clearly says, Tisage, Shivas Yavim, that she's going to be locked up for seven days because she was a Mitzeras. So therefore, the Kavachayim is coming to say that she should, be after, she should have to be locked up 14 days, an additional seven days. And still, we apply Dayai and say that we refute the entire Kavachayim. So the Rabbana say, no, no, we do apply Dayoi there to refute the whole Kavachayim. But Abtarfin, Abtarfin though disagrees and says, no, Ahu Tisager, when the Torah says that Miriam is locked up only for seven days, that is because the Dashin and Dayoi. That's, that's what the Pasuk there is coming to teach you is, you have the Kavachayim, and the Kavachayim would say that you should have to be locked up for 14 days. Double than a father that embarrasses. And then it says, no, but nevertheless, she should only be locked up seven days. This Pasuk is actually the source that tells you the concept of diet. That even though the Pasuk itself just said a Kavachaymer, but nevertheless, we don't go so far to say more than what the source is. And therefore, it's only seven days. So this is the source of diet. But other, other than this Pasuk, we would never know that she should have to be locked up for seven days. The, the source is this Kavachaymer. But Rabbanon, the Rabbanon argue back and say, there's actually twice that the Pasuk there says that she's locked up for seven days. Ksiv kro achrina. There's another Pasuk there that says, Vatisage Miriam. Pasuk there says that when Miriam was locked up, for seven days. So it says it twice. One time it's telling you to say that even before the Kavachaymer, that we know that she has to be locked up for seven days. And then afterwards, the second time it's saying it, to apply the concept of Dayi, that it remains only seven days, and we don't take it to 14 days, like the Kavachaymer would suggest. So Adarab, according to the Chachamim, you see that you say Dayi, even in a case where it refutes the entire Kavachaymer, because even without the Kavachaymer, I already know that she has to be locked up for seven days. But Abtarfin, however, Abtarfin disagrees and says, even though the Torah says twice that she has to be locked up for seven days, when it says it a second time, what it's saying is, 
Dashin and Daya. What it's coming to say is that this is the source for the concept of Daya Fakavachaime. And that this concept of Daya is applied not only over here regarding Miriam, but it's applied everywhere else for any other Kavachaime. And the Lloyd Taimar, and you shouldn't say, that maybe the only reason why over here we applied Daya to a Kavachaime is because of the honor of Meisha. Moshe was the one that was davening for his sister Miriam that she should be healed. And the Ebishter says, well, really she deserves to be a Mitzras for 14 days. Elamai, the Ebishter says, in your honor, Moshe Rabbeinu's honor will allow her to be locked up just for seven days. So maybe we apply this dayai to say it's enough seven days only in the honor of Moshe. Maybe in other places we wouldn't say this and everywhere else we would not apply dayai. Kamash Mulan, therefore you need twice the Pasuk to say this concept of Daya applies here seven days, and it says again seven days to know that we apply the same rule everywhere else. Okay, but what's the bottom line that comes out from all of this? Everybody agrees to the concept of Daya for a Kabuchaime. The only argument is whether you apply it in a case where uh, the Kabuchaime gets refuted, or you apply it in a case only when the Kavachayimah does not get refuted. That's the Machlekes here. But now the Gemara is going to ask from other cases. Omelet of Papala Bayem. But of Papa Sabayev. Oh, hi, Tane. Here we could see this Tane. Deloy Dorish Daye. He does not hold of this concept of Daye. Va'afal Gav. Deloy Mifrach Kavachayimah. Even in a case where the Kavachayimah will not be refuted by applying the Daye, it doesn't matter. He does not apply Daye. You can learn from a Kavachayimah even more than the source. Doesn't hold of Daya at all. Why is this? So the Gemara brings as follows. The Tanya, we learned in Abraise, Keri Bezov Minayin. From where do we know the Tuma that there is by the, the emission of a Keri when this person is already a Zov? Okay, so what this Gemara is talking about is there are two types of emissions that can come out of the body of a person. One is called a Keri. And the other is called a Zav. They're not exactly the same kind of emission. Asher here brings from the Gemara of Nida that describes the difference between them. So the question over here is a Zav, a person which is already Tomei as a Zav. And now, besides that, there's another emission that comes out of his body, which is a Keri. The question is this substance, this fluid. Will it be Tomei like other kinds of things that comes out of his body? What's the halacha of different fluids that comes out of the body of a Zav? There's two kinds of Tumas that if you come in contact with them. One is the actual contact, maga, if you touch it, and another is masa, if you carry it, even without touching it. So now the question is, the keri, this fluid of keri that comes out of the body of the zav, will it be tomei with both of these tumas, with ca- carrying it or touching it? How do you know that this applies by a zav? Because in the Pasuk, uh, it doesn't say this clearly by a zav regarding keri. By, uh, usually the, the tuma of a keri by a person that's tahir, this emission of keri, only if you touch this emission, then you become tome, not if you carry it. But how do we know by a zav that it will be tome, both from maga and from masa, if you carry it or if you touch it? So the Braise says the following kavachaymer, the dino, the kavachaymer is, uma toher betoher, if when it comes to a fluid that comes out of the body of a person that's toher, which is going to be toher, what, what it's talking about is the spit that comes out of the person's body. So if it comes out of a person that's tahir, so that spit is tahir. If you touch it, if you carry it, it's all tahir. But tamay, betamay, but nevertheless, when this spit comes out of a person that's tamay, it's going to be tamay. Tamay is, uh, sorry, the Lushen of uh, Tomei Betomei refers to the Tomei the, the uh, fluids that comes out of a Tomei person's body. So that's going to be Tomei. So in other words, the, the Keri that comes out of the Tomei person's body is going to be Tomei. So Tomei Betoi, ain't a din, she hey, Tomei Betomei. So the Tomei that comes out of the Tomei person's body, 
so is by by a tahir, it's tame. So for sure, the halacha should be that this tame fluid that comes out of the tame person's body for sure should be uh, tame. Okay, let, let me let me just say this kavuchem again. Make sure I get it right. Okay, again, the the tahir the, the first the first way I said it was right. Tahir betahir refers to the spit that comes out of a person's body. That's tahir. So by him, it's tahir. Tomei betomei, but nevertheless, this spit that comes out of a person's body that's tomei, it will be tomei. So tomei betohoir, the keri, which comes out of a person's body that's tohoir, this will be tomei, einoidin shihei tomei tome. For sure, when it comes out of a person's body that's already tomei, because he's dissolved, for sure, this keri will make, uh, will cause tomei. So basically, the point of this Kavu Chaimer is, we're comparing the Kadi that comes out of a person's body to the spit that comes out of a person's body. If the spit that comes out of this Zov's body causes Tuma, for sure, the, uh, the Kadi that comes out of his body should, uh, should cause Tuma. Now, what says the Gemara, and what do we learn out of here from this Kavu Chaimer? The Kamai Silo, we're learning out from this Kavu Chaimer, Bein Lemage, and Bein Lemasa, we're learning out from this Kavu Chaimer both, that whether you uh, touch it, or whether you carry it, that it becomes Tomei. Vamai, but the question is, how could you learn out both of these details in this Kavu Chaimer, that this Kari that comes out of the Zov will be Tomei, whether you touch it, or whether you carry it. Name why shouldn't we say as follows? Ahani Kavu Chaimer Lemaga. That the Kavachaymer would teach me that the carry that comes out of the body of the Zav will be Tomei if you come in contact with it. But Ahani Dayoi, but then we should apply the rule of Dayoi, La Fuki Masa, to say that it does not become Tomei if you carry it. Because where are we learning out this Kavachaymer from? We're learning out this Kavachaymer from the carry that comes out of a person's body that's Tohir. And the carry that comes out of the person's body that's Tohir, is not, you're not going to become Tommy if you carry that. You're only Tommy if you touch that. Rashi here brings the psukim that you learn it out from. So if your whole Kavuchayim is to say that the spit of a person that comes out of a person's body that's Tahir is totally Tahir. But the carry that comes out of this person's body that's Tahir. So over there, it makes you Tommy if you touch it. And then from that, you're coming to learn out regarding the carry that comes out of the person's body that's already Yazov, that's already Tommy. And you're learning out even more than the source. To say that now this kari that comes out of the body of the Zov, you'll become Tommy, whether you touch it, whether you're carrying it. Why do you learn out to here in this Kavachayim more than the source? Shouldn't we apply the here Dayoi to say that we learn out only regarding the touch that uh, you become Tommy? Okay, and now <clears throat> the point that the Gemara is trying to show over here is that this Tana of the Braise does not apply the concept of Dayoi, even though in this case, if you apply Dayoi, it will not refute the Kavachayim. So you see that this Tana doesn't hold of the concept of Dai at all. Says the Gemara, if you'll argue and say that over here, if you apply Dai, it will refute the Kavachaymer. Why? Because Lamaga When it comes to the touch, the fact that if you touch the Keri that comes from this Zav, for that you don't need any Kavachaymer to say that you would become Tommy. Why? Because the Legora Migavretoy. The keri that comes out of a zov, the fact that if you touch it, you tame, that's no worse than a person that's not a zov, than a person that's tahir, that if the keri that comes out of its body, if you touch it, you become tame. So for that, you don't need the kavachaymer. The whole kavachaymer is only needed to say that this keri that comes out of the body, which is a zov, you'll become tame, even if you just carry it without touching it. So therefore, we can't apply the concept of daya here, because then it'll refute the whole point of the kavachaymer. Says the Gemara, but that's not necessarily true, because it's Terech, I do need the Kavu to say that if you touch the carry of the Zav, that you're Tomei, because 
I would think to say you can't compare it to the keri that comes out of a person's body that's tart. What would I think? Because the Pasuk says, Mikri Laila, a person that sees a, an emission at night, Ksiv, and this is talking about a person that's tahir. This carry uh, that comes out of his body, you'll become tummy if you touch it. That's only if this carry that came out of his body caused him to become tummy. Whereas the Zav, the carry that comes out of his body, doesn't cause him to make him tummy. He's already tummy from before. Something else, the Zav that he was already from before was guiding him to become tummy. So therefore... I don't even know Bechlal that the carry that comes out of the body of Azov would Bechlal make you tummy if you even touch it. Kamash Milan. So therefore, I need the Kavachaymer to teach you that even with the touch you become tummy. So therefore, the Gemara says, you can still say that the Kavachaymer, the reason why you, uh, when you don't apply Dayay over here, so this Dayay, in this case, you do need the Kavachaymer for the touch, and therefore, over here, if you're going to apply Dayoi, it's not going to refute the Kavachaymer. Okay, but the Gemara says, no, Midiv, Loi, Dover, Achexiv. Over here, when the Torah says regarding Keri, by a person that's Toher, and this Keri that comes out of this body, you become Tomei. Does the Pasuk over there say, Veloi Dover Acher, that when there's someone else that's already Tomei for another reason, that over there the Keri does not make him Tomei? doesn't say that over there. So over there, we know, in other words, the point the Gemara is saying is that we know that the Keri makes a person Tomei. Whether he's a, he's a person that's tired from before, whether he's a person that's already Tomei, the Mikri Laila, that Pasuk says that you become Tomei. And there is nothing in the Pasuk that says that you should make any distinction between a person that's tired and a person that's a, uh, already a Zoh from before. So therefore the whole entire Kavachaymer is needed just for this to say that he's going to be Tomei even with Tomas Masi, even with just carrying it. And that's the reason why we don't apply the concept of Dai over there. To say that the Kavachaymer should be only for the touch because the touch we would know already. That we learn out from any person that's uh, a Keri comes out of his body. Over here the whole Kavachaim is just for the masa, for the carrying. And therefore, over here, you don't apply Dayai. That's the conclusion. So it's the same as the opinion of Rav Tarfin. In a case where the Kavachaim is refuted, you do not apply the concept of Dayai to limit what you learn from the Kavachaim. The Gemara now brings from another case where it seems like there's another Tana that says that we don't apply Dayai. Oh, one second. Before we get to that, actually, the Gemara in between, since it brought this up, brings who is the Tana of this Braise. So the Chiddush of the Tana of this Braise here is that when you have a keri that comes out of the body of a Zov, that keri, whether you touch it or you carry it, you become Tomei. Says the Gemara, Oman Tam and the Shametle, who is the Tana that holds the Shikhva Zera, that this Shikhva Zera, which is the keri that comes from Zov, that comes out of the body of a Zov, Metame, you'll become Tomei, not only by contact, but also by Masa, even just by carrying it. Says the Gemara, Loira Beliyazah, Yeshua. Seems to be not like any Tana that we know of, not Rabbi Yezid that spoke about this, and not Rabbi Shua either. The Tanan, or the Tanya, we learn in Abraisa, Shechvazera, Shalzov, this Shechvazera that comes out of the body of Azov, Metame Bemage, if you touch it, you become Tommy, but Vey Metame Bemasa. You don't become Tommy if it's carried. Libre Rabbi Yezid, that's Rabbi Yezid's opinion. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, Af Metame Bemasa. No, you do become Tommy, even if you carry it. Why is that though? He gives a specific reason. Because a person that is a Zav, that has that type of emission of a Zav, even when he has now this emission of the Kari, it's impossible that the emission of the Kari does not have some remnants of the emission of Ziva, and therefore this Kari will be metama both b'maga b'masa, like the emission of the Ziva. 
So the Gemara says, what do you see here? Why does Rabbi Shua say that if you touch this carry, or even if you carry it, both, you become Tomei Ella? The reason he gives is, because it's impossible that there is no remnant of this uh, emission of Ziva. But if not for this, the carry that comes from the body of the Zav would not be metame both, b'maga and b'masa, with touch or carrying. Ella says the Gemara, hi Tanahu. The Tana of this uh, Braisa we quoted before is the Tana of this Mishnah here. The Tanan is a Mishnah that says, mihen, a higher level of Tumah than what was mentioned before. So Rashi brings, this is a Mishnah Mesech the Kalim that goes through different levels of sources of Tumah. It speaks there about the Tumah of Asheretz, and then Shechvazera, and then Tumay Meis. But then it says, even higher Tumah than this is Zoyvay Shalzov, is the flow of Ziva that comes out of Azov, or Veraikai, his spittle. Or the shichva zarei, shichva zara, which is keri, umemi raglov is urine, or the dam anida, or the blood of anida, metamen. All of these will cause tumah bein b'maga, whether you touch this fluid or bein b'masa, or whether you carry it. So here you see clearly he says the shichva zara, which is the keri that comes out of the body of azov, you become tummy whether you carry or whether you touch. That's the tana that we brought before. But the Gemara asks on this, how do you know that this is the Tana? The Dilma Hochanami, maybe here, his reasoning regarding the Shikh Fazera that comes out of his body, that he become Tommy, whether you touch or carry, Lefi maybe follows what Rabbi Yeza said before. Lefi Shi'i Efshe Ziva. The reason is because the Shikh Fazera that comes out must have a remnant of the Ziva as well. Says the Gemara, no, no, that can't be what this Mishnah is saying here, because in Cain, Lisne Gabi Zoivoy. When he mentions Shikhva Zera, it should be mentioned right when it says Zayv, Zayvay, and then there it should say right away Shikhva Zera as well. Why does it say it? Why does it mention the Shikhva Zera of the Zav, that it's Tomei, it mentions it together with the Raik, together with the spittle of the Shikhva of the, of the Zav that is? The answer is because we learn it with the Kabuchaim from the spit of the of the Zav. This is the Kabuchaim that the Gemara brought before. So it's that Kabuchaim that teaches me that both the Mag and the Masa is going to be Tomei. Okay, that's the conclusion of this point. Man brought up over here regarding the Dayoi, that over there we don't apply Dayoi because then it will refute the Kabuchaim. Now the Gemara brings, as I mentioned, another case where the question is do you apply this concept of Dayoi? In, in a case where it's not going to refute the Kavachaymer, but still, the question is, uh, again, here the Gemara is going to try to prove that there's a Tana that holds that we never apply the concept of Dayeh. Here you have the following Tana, He does not apply the concept of Dayeh. Even though you should apply Dayeh, because it won't refute the Kavachaymer. Okay, so here this is another story also about Tumah, but this is another case. The Tanya, the Braise says as follows, How do I know that a mat, this is a reed mat, how do I know that the Tumah of mace will be metamet? Now the reason why you need a special source for this is, so Rashi brings in the Pasuk where it speaks about the Tumah of mace, it talks about a keli. Talks about, let's say, a garment or or any kind of a keli. Now, this reed mat is basically reeds that are. It's called pshutekliate. Uh, it's like something which is not a proper keli. So, therefore, the tuma of maize would not apply to it. So, therefore, you you need a, a special kavochaimit to learn out that the tuma of maize does apply even for this mat as well. So, the brayse says, vidinu, I can learn it with a kavochaimit. If it comes to little earthenware jogs, so they are tahoir by azov. 
So Rashi goes through all the details here. Azov cannot be metame, these little earthenware jugs. And the, the reason is because an earthenware jug, if you see the, the pictures of these earthenware jugs, they, they have a very, very narrow opening. And it's impossible to stick a finger inside. So if you can't stick your finger inside, it cannot become tame. Because the halacha by an earthenware jug is, it only becomes tame from the inside. But over here, you can't stick your finger inside. And also, Rashi says, it's, usually there's a tumma by Azov, which is called tumas medris. When you sit on it, over here, it's not made to sit on. It's not made for that, so it doesn't become tame. And therefore, even when, it, when he touches it, he pushes it from the outside, it doesn't become either. Become tame either. So the point is, these little jugs do not become tame by Azov. But, metame bemeis. But if it's in the oil of a mace, if these little jugs are in the, in the tent where there's a mace there, it does become tame. So So if when it comes to this reed mat, Azov will make it tame because this reed mat is fit for lying on it. It's made to lie down on it. So therefore, if Azov lies down on it, he will make it tame. Most definitely, it should become tame by the tomb of a mace. That's the Kavach now, here, the Gemara will now explain, we're learning out over here in this Kavachayim, more than the Tumah is even in the source. Why is that? There's a big difference between the Tumah of a Mace and the Tumah of a Zav. By the Tumah of a Zav, the Tumah lasts one day. By the Tumah of a Mace, the Tumah lasts for seven days. So says the Gemara, the Kamaisila, and we're learning out from this Kavachayim to say that this mat becomes Tommy by a Mace, to say that it becomes Tommy until the evening, which is like it is by Azov, the source from where we're learning out from. But even more so, we're learning out to say that it would become even more Tommy than the source. For seven days it would be Tommy. Why are we learning out so far? Why should I not say, that I use the Kavachayme to say that this reed mat becomes Tommy like the Zav until the evening. But then I should apply Daya, then I should apply Daya to say, that it doesn't become Tommy for seven days, it only becomes Tommy for one day. So this the Gemara says, Kvar Roma Rav Nachman Bar Zachariah. Or, uh, what's the, who's this, the, 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 Rav Nechumi, that is, Rav Nechumi Bar Zachariah, he asked this question, La Abaye, he asked Abaye this question, Vamale Abaye, and Abaye answered him, that really, you're supposed to be greatest in this price of different things. <coughs> when we're talking about this reed mat, and we're making this Kavachaymer, the Kavachaymer is not regarding Tumas Mace, the Kavachaymer is regarding the Tumas of Sheretz. Tane, um, we're learning out over here the Kavachayme for this mat for the Tumah of Sheretz, when you have a crawling thing that causes Tumah. This is what the Braise says. How do I know that this mat becomes Tumah from Sheretz? And the Braise says, I'll learn it with the following Kavachayme. If when it comes to these little jugs, they are tired, Zav can't make it Tumah. But nevertheless, metam and besheretz, a sheretz could make these jugs tame because a sheretz is small enough to crawl inside these uh, little jugs. Mapot shemitame bezov, a mapot a mat that becomes tame if a zov lies in it, and it then she hate tame besheretz. Most definitely, the tuma of sheretz, if a sheretz goes in it, it should make it tame. That is the, that is the kavachaymer that it's saying over here. Now in this kavachaymer, you're not learning out anything more than the source because both the tuma of sheretz and the tuma of zov is just until the night. So this is the Kavachaymer that the Braise said. Now after we know this Kavachaymer, then the Braise goes on to say, So for the Sheretz, we have a Kavachaymer. But now from where do I know that a mat becomes Tame from a Tumas Mace as well? And at that the Braise continues to say, we don't learn it from a Kavachaymer. We learn it out from a Gzei Shava. 
The Taira uses the expression that a garment or the hide that became Tommy by a Sheretz is Tommy. And the Nema, Beged Va'er, And it uses the same two words of Beged Va'er regarding the Tumah of a Mace. And I compare them and say, Ma Beged Va'er, Alame B'Sheretz. Just like by the Beged and the Oyer that says by Sheretz, what's the halacha there? Ma puts Tommy by. A mat will become Tommy, as we just learned out from the Kavachayma from Azov. Av, Beged Va'er, Amos B'Meis. Similar, the Beged Va'er, the expression of Beged and Oyer that the Titus says regarding a Mace, Ma puts Tommy by. So too, the mat will become Tommy. That's the Kavachaymer that we're learning out over here. So we're learning out the Kavachaymer. Not sorry, it's not a Kavachaymer. This is this is Exeda Shava. We're learning we're learning out Exeda Shava to compare the uh, the halacha that there is by um, a Sheret to the halacha that there is by a mace that the mat will become Tommy. Okay, so now the Gemara explains this Exeda Shava. Mufna, the Gemara asks, are the words that we use for this Exeda Shava are they available? Are they extra words to be used for this Exeda Shava? And the Gemara explains why they have to be extra. The Eloi Mufne, because if they're not extra words, so then, Ikele Mifrech, I could refute this Gzeda Shava. The rule is, Gzeda Shava cannot be refuted. It's not, it's not like a Kavachaymer that could be refuted. But that's only if the words used in the Kavachaymer are extra. So the Gemara explains, because otherwise, how could I refute this Gzeda Shava? I'll tell you as follows. You can't learn from Sheretz to Tmei Meis. Why not? Male Sheretz. There's a stringency that you find by a Sheretz that causes Tomeh. Shekei Mitame Bekadasha. It causes Tomeh even if there's a Sheretz that's as small as a lentil. Tomeh B'Meis. Whereas when it comes to the, from the body of a, of a Meis that causes Tomeh. Shekei Mitame Bekadasha. It doesn't cause Tomeh when it's such a tiny piece like a lentil. Ela Bekazayis. It has to be larger. It has to be Elisa Kazayis. So therefore I have this refutation. So the Gemara says, Lie. Yes, you're right. Afnuye mufne, that is. The, the words beged v'oir that it says by the sheretz are extra words. Why? Mechti, let's see. Sheretz is kesh l'shich v'zera. Sheretz, the tumah of a sheretz, is compared to the tumah of shich v'zera. Because it says in the same pasik, oi isha shetetze v'goymer. And then right afterwards it says, v'somach lei, oi isha sheyiga b'chol sheretz. So it says these two things together. And regarding Sheikh Vazara, the Pasuk already says, that uh, it's going to be Tommy. So over there, by Sheikh Vazara, the title already says that a Beged and a Oyer is Tommy. So Beged and the Kasav Rahman of it's Lomali. So therefore, the Beged and Oyer that it says by Sheretz is extra. I would already know it from comparing it to the Beged and Oyer that it says by Sheikh Vazara. So So the word of Beged Va'er that it says by Sharetz is extra for the, for the Gzayda Shava. So I can't refute this Gzayda Shava. The Gemara goes on to ask, Vakati, I can still ask you, Mufne Mitzad Echatu. You prove to me that every Gzayda Shava has two sides to the Gzayda Shava. The word Beged Va'er that it says by Sharetz and the word Beged Va'er that it says by Tmei Meis. You showed me that the word Beged Va'er by Sharetz, those words are extra. But who says the words by Tomei, or by Tomei Meis, that is, is extra. So this would be understood according to the opinion that says, When you have Gzayda Shava, and the words used are extra in one side of the Gzayda Shava, I learned Gzayda Shava, and you can't refute this Gzayda Shava. So Shaper, so I understand that over here, you can't use the refutation mentioned before. But there's another opinion that says that if only one side of the Gzayda Shava is extra, you can learn at the Gzayda Shava, but you could still refute it. What are you going to say according to that opinion? Answers the Gemara, the words 
of Beged and Ar that it says by Mace are also extra words because it's in the same place you can learn it out already. Mechdi, let's see, Mace iskish l'shich v'zera. In that same pasik, it says the tumma of Mace compared to shich v'zera. because in the same pasik that we quoted before, it says v'hanei geya b'meis, that is b'cholt me nefesh. That is oish ish ashetetsim imenu v'gaimer. And over there, Uksiv Baby Shikhvazera, and it says already regarding Shikhvazera, the whole baggage, the whole oil shiya Allah Shikhvazera, that you become Tommy, whether it's a garment, whether it's a oil. Beged ve'oyer the cost of Rachmana b'mei slamali. Why does the Torah have to write these extra words of beged and oyer? Shmami no laf nuye. So I clearly see that it's uh, it's extra. And v'havimufne mishneitz dadin. So therefore, this is extra on both sides. It's extra, but both the words beged ve'oyer by meis and the words beged ve'oyer that it says by sheretz are both extra. And therefore, I can compare them to each other to say that the tum applies by both of them. Okay. So therefore, we have this gzeres shaveh. And uh, we also have a hekish that we learn out from Mace to Sheretz to say that the Beged and the Oir are going to be Tommy by both of them. But the Gemara now asks, so this is all going to be understood according to the opinion that says, that when you learn out of I learn out from it, from whatever source you're learning out. And the Basra. But then when I apply back that Gzeri to the place that you're learning it out to, I apply it back to the place where it is, and the halacha is going to be according to the place where it is. So over here, if you're lear- if you're comparing to May Mays to Sheretz, so then you're learning out the Tumah from Sheretz, but then you apply it back to Tmei Mays, and by Sheretz the Tumah is only until at night, Tumas Erev, but when you apply it back to Tmei Mays, you apply back that the Tumah over there is going to be uh, for seven days. So then we could understand, we could say over here the same thing. Now, the, the pshat of what the Gemara is saying over here could be referring to, to, to two points that the Gemara said before. Either it could be referring to the Gzedah Shaveh that we learn out regarding the Tumah of the mat, that we're learning out the Gzedah Shaveh from Beged and Ur to say that the mat is Tommy by Sheretz and it's Tommy by Tmei Mace as well. So the Gemara is now saying, okay, you have a Hekish, it's not just a Kavachaymer, but according to the opinion that says that when you make a Hekish, you apply it back to the Halacha here by Tmei Mace to say that it's Tommy seven days. So that's understood. Or regarding the Gzedah Shavah that the Gemara said, or not sorry, not the Gzedah Shavah, regarding the Hekish the Gemara said. The Gemara's Hekish was regarding Beged and Oir, that the Beged and Oir is extra because you learn it out from Sheikh Vazera. So if you apply it back from Sheikh Vazera to Tmei Mace to say that it would be Tommy seven days, so that's understood. But El Mandoma, but there's another opinion that says, Doin Mino, when I learn out the Gzedah Shavah or a Hekish from a source. But umi no, I have to apply all the details from it, from there. So if so, what are you going to say? If you're learning out the for the mat to be tome, it can't be tome more than one night. Or from learning out from uh, Beged and Ur, I'm comparing the Beged and Ur from Sheikh Bazara to Tmei Mace. You can't learn out more than the tome of one night. How do we know to compare that by Tmei Mace? It would be tome for seven days. So the Gemara says, Omar Rave, Rave says, the Pasuk says, Regarding Tmei Meis, you have to wash your garments seven days. And what we learn from here is, Anytime there's a Tumah of Meis, There's no Tumah that's less than seven days. So from here you learn out that once you do apply the Tumah to Meis, you can't say that it's only for Tumas Erev, it's going to be for seven days. So therefore the Hekish works and the Gzeri Shaveh works as well.
Okay, Taisus over here explains, but the original Kavachayim that we tried to say, you cannot learn from this drosh over here from Vichibach. Okay, this is the conclusion of this Gemara that discusses this Indian of Dayay. Machlekes, whether you apply Dayay by Kavachayim or not.